I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. Welcome to this special Friday with Friends edition of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and with me today is Anna Miriam Brown, here to chat about her faith, her musical, and of course, God's Word. Welcome, Anna. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. I'm so excited to visit with you. Um, Before we hit record, I was just telling you about the fact that uh, my daughter, my youngest, uh, she's 16 now, but she found this musical years ago. So we've been listening to it for a long time. So I can't wait to talk about it. But before we get to that, that's really why I call, uh, had you on today. I do want to ask you, um, despite all these big things that are happening in your life, as a follower of Christ, why do you read God's word? I read God's word because it illuminates Jesus. For me, like, I have fallen so, so in love with Jesus the last few years. And when I'm reading the word of God, it feels like I'm reading like the journal of a person I'm in love with. Mm. And I get to see the deepest inner thoughts of God. And just it's like searching through and trying to figure out who he is and find all these clues to the character of God. And like growing up in church, you hear all the time about who God is and what his character is, but finding it for yourself and making those discoveries makes it intimate and personal. And um, that's, what's really important to me. Mm, I love that. And I say that all the time, you know, I encourage my listeners to read the Bible for themselves because I can share the exciting things that God has shown me. And I, and I do, uh, but how precious is it when he um, reveals himself to us in a really personal way, when we take the time to spend time with him in his word. So I really, that resonates with me as well. I hope it resonates with my listeners. You've talked about the joy that it, it brings you, uh, that intimacy, but obviously your life is a journey. So what brought you to this point where you are today in your walk with God? Some people might call it a testimony, but it's really kind of like we're meeting you. Um, authors say in media res, like in the middle of a story. And so what yeah. has brought you to this point? Yeah. Um, well, my parents, I think it really started with me seeing the way my parents genuinely loved God. Like they were never hypocritical. They were never um, just religious, but I truly saw the way that my mom and dad had fire for God. They were just so in love with God, so in love with the word of God. Um, my mom just would hear from God in a really special, unique way. And then my mom and dad would pray together and then they would just take huge steps of faith. Um, I grew up on the mission field in Europe and Ukraine. And so I have seen God work in amazing ways. So I, I feel like from, you know, my childhood, I've always had this, this desire to know God the way that my parents did because it was so real to them. I knew that I knew that God had to be real and I knew that I wanted, I wanted to know him. I didn't, I didn't really know how, I, I don't know. I think growing up, I was just a little, a little, I had this desire for God, but also like kind of doubts and confusion and questions, especially in my early teen years where I was just like, okay, but like, 
yes, I see that they believe, but why? And like, how can I know for myself that, that God is real? And like, there's so many religions out there. And why do we think that just like we, you know, I happen to be born into the right one. And, and so I had all these questions. And for me, I feel like maybe I was, I was a little embarrassed to ask those Mm -hmm. questions. So it just kind of all was just getting locked up in my mind and ended up causing me like a lot of anxiety. And so like a lot of my early to mid teen years, I was just like secretly just battling all this anxiety and depression and then just like confusion and not being like open with my faith. It was this journey towards God, but also just so much, so much like confusion. But when I was, I think around 16, I went to this conference and in Ukraine, in Kiev, and um, it was just this worship night. And I ended up just, just like going out outside by myself. It was after I'd prayed with this um, pastor and kind of for one of the first times told what I was going through. And I just, something changed where I just, I just surrendered to God. And I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm starting to understand that I'm saved by grace and I'm saved by the work of Christ. And I realized that I had been putting so much pressure on myself to have this huge, glorious faith like my parents did when I didn't even have the foundation of faith and just trusting Jesus to save me. So in that moment, I just kind of gave myself to God in a new, in a new kind of like gentle way and this tiny mustard seed of faith. I figured out that I didn't need to start with this whole tree. I needed to start with the mustard seed. And um, from that moment, God just started to reveal himself to me in a really sweet, intimate way, like through the Bible, but then also just like these little miracles that would happen in my life. And then just like month by month, I just started this mustard seed started to sprout and grow. And I just started to really know God And then just for the next years, I'd just been digging into the Bible and just finding, finding Jesus. That was my, my goal to just kind of push away everything that I'd heard in church and Christian culture and really try to find the foundation of the gospel for myself find Jesus in the old Testament and the new Testament. And I just completely fell in love with it. And Um, after that, I knew that I wanted to spend my life trying to tell people about Jesus, whatever that looked like. So I went on a mission trip to Africa and that's where I heard Hamilton, which eventually leads into the story of how I started writing his story. But that's kind of my background. No, I love that. I love that. Yeah. So in some of the promo materials, um, I've seen it said that his story, the musical is kind of like the chosen meets Hamilton. And, and so Uh, Tell us a little bit about, because I mean, some people may have heard uh, the podcast that I used one of your songs um, from the musical, but some have never heard it. So tell us a little bit about his story, the musical and um, the background behind that and maybe where it is, where it shows up today. Yeah. So when I was, I went to Kenya and I was just very, um, very passionate that I wanted people to know about Jesus. And, but I didn't know what that looked like for me, you know, not every missionary is called to go to Africa. Like, you know, (laughs) it can be in so many different ways that God wants to use people, so many different industries and, and everything. And so for me, God wanted me to 
my mission field to be music. And I kind of figured that out in Africa, this, this girl from Canada, um, I met her and she's like, you got to hear this musical Hamilton. And I'm like, that's so, that's so cheesy. Like, I don't know. I didn't even listen to it, but I was just like, she was just kept trying to show it to me. And I was like, it's about the founding fathers and it's a musical. Like you can't, you know, I couldn't think of anything more like boring, (laughs) but anyway, I ended up listening to it. And like, after listening to it, my heart was just so stirred up. And I was like, how am I feeling all these very real emotions for the founding fathers? Like, it just didn't make sense. But I'm like, I'm crying real tears. And I'm laughing real laughter for these, you know, historical figures that I never thought twice about. And when I got back from that trip, I ended up listening to the musical probably like 50 times or something. And it just got, it was just, I just got this obsession with it that was definitely like beyond normal. It was like God kind of gave me that love for it, I think, to teach me how to write musicals. But, um, but after that, I felt God speak to my heart and give me the idea to write a musical about Jesus, to kind of invoke that same thing that happened to me about like helping people see the story of Jesus in a new perspective through like music and beauty and art that maybe would open their eyes up to a story that they never thought twice about or, you know, a historical figure that they didn't feel any real emotion or connection to. And, um, and the cool thing is it's so much more than that too. It's like the Holy spirit moves through worship, moves through music in such a unique way. Like, if you read it in Revelation, like the throne room of God is there's always music. There's always singing. There's always um, worship. So like there's really something unique and special about music. And I feel like in music is the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to move in a really unique way and open up people's hearts to Jesus. So after really feeling that I was supposed to do that, I literally had no idea where to start. I didn't like play piano. I never did musical theater. It just like wasn't even something that like I even had a grasp for. Like I I didn't even know Hamilton was a Broadway musical. I thought it was just an album that you listen to. Like I didn't know what <laughs> like musicals were on stage. It's just like I didn't have that, you know, in my mind growing up away from America. But I felt like I was supposed to do it. And I knew Knowing God, I knew that he would give me the strength. I knew that he would he would give me the ability and to to make it, um, even though I had no idea how it was going to become a thing, because I was literally living in Ukraine with no connections to anything. And um, but I felt like I was supposed to write it. So I asked my sister, Rachel, who plays piano to teach me some chords. She taught me some chords. And then I would just like really pray and depend on the Holy Spirit and then just like mess around on the piano until something sounded right. And then I would just freestyle in the perspective of of the character and songs started to just happen and songs started to come out. And I think a big part of that was like, my dad would do this thing, like actually my whole family, we do this thing called Bible story every morning where we would wake up and um, get together as a family kind of before or after breakfast. And my dad would just read straight scripture to us. And I think that just really like implanted all of these stories so deep in my mind and heart that when it was like time to write the musical, it was all just there. And it was just there to take from. And like, it wasn't even like I was like staring at the Bible. Okay, I'm going to get this lyric and put it here. It was just kind of happened. And so all these songs started to come out and come together. 
And then once I had written about half of them, I posted one, hey, it's me on Facebook while I was on a mission trip in Peru. And then my mom and dad picked me up from the airport and they were like, listen, we heard this song and we it's really good and we want to help you make this whatever it's meant to be and my mom was like and I think you should call his story and I was like okay that's cute so we did (laughs) and and so then we went back to Ukraine and the craziest thing happened a family from America a big musician family moved to our tiny city on the border of Hungary and they helped us record the first demos it was perfect timing it was so God, it was just absolutely crazy that that happened. And um, we recorded that. Then we ended up recording the music in Poland and we recorded the singers in LA. And then we just put the album up on Spotify and all that. And then eventually, a couple of years later, it got passed around and a Broadway producer heard it and fell in love with it and wanted to bring it to the stage. So now the last two years have been uh, shaping it and reshaping it for the stage. And that's where we are now. That's amazing. So when you put it up on Spotify, that's when we connected with it. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I have young girls, of course. And um, it's funny because I'm recording this with you now. How old are you? I'm 23 now. 23 now. Yeah. Okay. And I have some, uh, I think I have a 19, a 20 and a 23 year old in my kitchen laughing and talking about Jesus. And, um, you know, so I, um, I, I keep thinking about, you know, the scripture that says, don't let them despise you for your youth and, and just kind of surrendering. I think that's a key element of, of all that I heard you say is that um, it was after the surrender that God was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do all of these like God-sized things through your obedience. And um, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful story and, and um, no matter how you access it. So whether it's, you know, reading it for yourself or a Bible story with your parents or on a musical stage, what a great, um, what a great opportunity to tell his story. And so yeah. I really hope um, we're going to get to how people can see it before we, we um, leave. But I hope that people will, I was thinking about how we bought tickets and plane tickets and hotel rooms to go to a concert of somebody that we like. And so why not do that for his story as well? So I'm hoping people will do that as well. Yeah. Now listen, I'm going to use um, a particular song on Monday's podcast. Um, I'm going to use was the word to dive into scripture. <laughs> There's a lot to a lot there that I can, um, I've already begun studying and getting ready for it. Um, so tell us a little bit more about that song in particular. Yeah, well, that was actually the first song I wrote from this and I just figured I'd start at the beginning. Um, we were actually in Austria on like a little birthday trip when I wrote that and my family was going on a hike and I hate hiking. And so I was like, no, I'm actually going to stay home and write the first song for my musical. And at that point I didn't even have a piano or anything, but it's rap. So I just, I got like a notepad and I got my Bible and I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? And so I kind of just started with scripture and I decided that the first verse would be creation. I was like, John and Genesis both start kind of the same way. So I'm going to use kind of that as a reference. And so um, I started with Genesis and I, and I just told the Genesis story the best I could with just rhymes and raps and lyrics. And, um, and then, then have this part where 
I think it, I think it's the father singing about how he's going to send his son to be the advocate, to take the place of the people, you know, and to mend what Adam and Eve sin did and, and draw the people back to him. And then part two of the song, the second verse is based off of John, the first chapter in John and is about how the word came to earth and he, and he gave up his, his throne and all this stuff so that he could come and become a man and um, come save the people. And then the second, the second chorus is Jesus singing about how he's, um, you know, like a lover desperate for his love. He's going to fight to free us and all this um, just, just the gospel. And then it goes in the, in the bridge, it's the people singing, you know, the walls between us, they're floor bound. This is what he has in store now, before now our image has been torn down. So we have to wait for the advocate to take our place. And it's like the cry of the people and of the Jews crying out, waiting for the one who's gonna, who's going to heal what was broken in the beginning. And then after that, it goes to little Mary praying for the Messiah. All right. So on my podcast, I share Bible interaction tool exercises. I call them bites for short. Um, These are just ways that I interact with God's word to keep it varied and effective. I, I tell my listeners, I don't create them. I curate them. So I just wanted to ask you, um, do you have a habit or two that you could share with us that you use in your own um, personal Bible study or Bible interaction time? Oh, for me, it's always so, I mean, not always, but it's so random. Something I like to do is I really... I love reading through like books at a time. Um, Sometimes I read in like in order through like the Old Testament or the New Testament. Sometimes it's random. Sometimes I'll feel like the Holy Spirit is drawing me to a certain book. Um, But something I really love to do is either read scripture very, very incredibly slow or read it super fast and just in a huge masses at a time so I went through a stage like a month ago where I would read like I would literally just read like entire books at a time just like I just started reading through the New Testament in like one sitting I'd read like Ephesians and Colossians and and Acts and just like would just just devour it and I got such a such a cool perspective that I've never had like a lot of times in my life I'll I'll do like a chapter every day but in that time I I got so filled with the word of God in such a unique way where I had this whole big picture experience Mm -hmm. that it was really special. And then I would just come out of it feeling so like alive and just refreshed and connected with God. And um, so that was a really special time. Now I'm kind of at a stage where I'm reading very, very slow. Like I was reading Zephaniah three yesterday and it was this part about, you know, how God will purify the lips of the people and then they'll serve him shoulder to shoulder. And I just like read that and I just soaked on it for like such a long time and just like really just prayed and let God speak to me about that and just meditated on that verse. So those are the two things I love to do that I found really kind of just rejuvenate, rejuvenate the, the habits because sometimes habits are good, but sometimes you can get into such a habit where it's not like alive and, and you're being a little bit stagnant and stuck in a certain way. Sometimes the Holy Spirit wants to stir up the water and yeah. Mix it up a little bit. 
Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And that's what happens to me too. I'll often say like, just go look on the list and the one that, um, makes you the most nervous, try that one <laughs> because yeah. it's going to take you out of your comfort zone or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing those, uh, two different approaches. And I pray that, um, again, if, if one of my listeners says, I don't know if I like that, try that one. Cause that's going to take you to a place that you haven't been before and a place, um, where God can really begin to do something new, which he's, um, yeah. that's, that's the kind of God he is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my listeners love Christian music. And so I just wanted to ask, is there a particular song that's super meaningful to you right now? Of course it can come from the musical, but it doesn't have to, it could potentially just be a song that's in the soundtrack of your life right now. You know, to be honest, I love Christian music. I love upper room. I listen to upper room and Abby Gamble a lot. Um, But sometimes it's kind of bizarre, but I encounter God a lot through secular love songs like pure secular love songs and I think something that in the Bible so many times God compares his relationship to us with an earthly relationship so like Mm -hmm. father and son sister and brother like husband and wife bridegroom and bride and I sometimes like to take you know seasons of my life where I'm exploring those different relationships and and kind of seeing God through that lens. So one of the songs that's been really speaking to me a lot is You Are In Love by Taylor Swift, actually. And it's just this really sweet, sweet love song about how like you can hear it in the silence and you can feel it on the way home and you can see it with the lights out. And it's like what love feels like. And sometimes I listen to that and I and I try to find Jesus in a human um, romance. And it's, it's unique. And I've really, I feel like just seen, seen Jesus in a different way, but there's this one lyric in that song that really speaks to me. And, and she says, I understand now why they lost their minds and fought the wars and why I spent my whole life trying to put it into words. And, and she's talking about love. And I feel, I feel like that with the story of Jesus, like I understand, you know, it's like, I will spend my whole life trying to explain to people why they should know Jesus because it's like, he's so precious and it's so good. And so, yeah, that's, that is one of the ways that I've been um, connecting with God through music lately. Yeah. I really like that. I, um, I am of the opinion that uh, it's best to meet people where they are. And so if this is something that resonates uh, with someone who is not a believer, it's because God is the author of love. He is yeah. love. That's who he is in his being. And he's also the author of love and he gives it freely. And so any kind of hint or um, aspect of it that is true is from him, you know, even yeah. if it's found in a secular song. So what a beautiful way to connect with other people, um, just meeting them where they are. So I love that. Thanks for sharing yeah. that as well. Yeah. All right. So I know that my listeners are going to want to get to know you better. And also I know I want them to go see the musical. So how can we uh, follow you or learn more about the history of the musical? Yes. So you can, I mostly am on Instagram. Um, So my Instagram is Anna underscore Miriam underscore Brown. And that's where I post about all the stuff about the musical and also about my other like upcoming musicals that are going to be released as concept albums soon. 
Um, and then for any information about the musical, you can go to hisstorythemusical.com. And that's going to have tickets. That's going to have like the address and trailers and all that kind of stuff. So you can just learn more about it. Um, all the music is on Spotify and um, Apple Music, YouTube. So you can there's all kinds of different ways you can hear it and get a little taste of what it is. But right now, literally just like outside my window here, there is a big huge tent set up where we are doing a Broadway level musical. Um, his story is being performed almost every night. It's absolutely spectacular. Like the actors and singers are so talented. It's so beautiful. We it's, it's in a tent. So the whole top part of the tent inside the theater is used as a screen for projections. So at different moments, there's sunsets, there's stars, there's like sandy deserts. So it, it fully like feels like you're in like a planetarium and wow. the theater's around. So it's like everyone is experiencing it together. As you're watching the show, you're also seeing everyone else and you're feeling everything together. And so it's a really, it's really unique experience in theater and a unique experience in just seeing the gospel of Jesus just played out. Um, and that's in the Dallas the area. That's the Dallas yes, area. Yes, that is. Yeah. Um, it's in Dallas. It's near Dallas. It's actually in the colony um, at the Broadway tent. So that's all going to be on the website too. So historythemusical.com and come see it. Come even take a road trip down. We've had quite a few people, you know, do friends or family road trips and um, make a whole thing out of it. We're in Grandscape, which is a really fun area, which it's, it's, it's so much more than an outdoor mall. It has so many cool different restaurants from all around the world. And it has cool theaters and games and arcades and just like all kinds of stuff. So you can make a whole, whole day trip out of it. Um, but yes, definitely come see it. I'm there almost every night, just hanging out with people, meeting people. And I'd love to meet anybody. So yeah, that's wonderful. All right. So if you subscribe to my email list at michelleneeds.com, all of this information is already conveniently in your inbox. And if you're subscribed, then you'll never miss a special bonus episode like this one. So thank you, Anna, for chatting with me today. Thank you for sharing the kingdom of Christ through your obedience to him and just keep that uh, faucet open of God's goodness that he wants to pour out through your talents and uh, through his spirit. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this special Friday with Friends edition of More Than a Song. Be sure to follow the podcast and subscribe to my email list at michellekneesat.com to get premier notice of future special editions like this one. If you want to watch the interview, you can catch it over on YouTube. Just search for Michelle Nizat TV. As I mentioned during the interview, I will be using Anna's song, Was the Word, from his story, The Musical, to jump into scripture on Monday's regularly scheduled episode of More Than a Song. Until next time, Take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.